Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to Simple Theology, a podcast connecting theology to everyday life. My name is Robert Kane. Rob Kane, I'm Rick Gromlich. Nice to meet you. Glad you're here. Thanks for sitting down with me today to talk about simple theology. It is it is wonderful to sit down with you. I'm glad yes. to, glad to be on the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, well, we wanted to talk with you today about work life balance. Mm, that's good. Uh, because we know that you topic with work that. we all wrestle with. Yes, don't we? Maybe just me. Talk about that. We're talking about adding kids because you recently added another I, kid to I the did. quiver. I did. Is your quiver yeah. full? Uh, I don't know. You're, Maybe. Potentially. That's a praise the Lord for that. Um, and then we talk about seasons. That's right. About Ecclesiastes, the seasons, time for change, all those things. So it's a good time. Yeah. So please, by all means, tune in. Enjoy. Good man, how's that coffee? Good. It's got to be getting close to being cold now. It's cold. Yeah, but it's still. I, I'll drink cold coffee. I will drink iced coffee. I don't like cold coffee. Lukewarm. I mean, Room I'll, I'll drink it, but I try to get rid of it and. Oh yeah, gross. Get it down the jugular before it gets too cold. <laughs> <laughs> I try to get all that down my jugular before. <laughs> before it cools off. Really like a burnt throat. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes you wish that you could have like a deep, real deep, raspy voice, like some people have who smoke a lot. <laughs> Is that a thing that you wish you had? Uh, no, I don't think so. But I just didn't know. You said you like a burnt throat. I didn't know. Oh, I see what you did there. Um, yeah, no, no. Yeah, sometimes about. maybe I don't know. Hey, question for you. Yeah, shoot. I did um, last night, literally. Less than 24 hours ago. Literally. Did something. First time in my life. I think I'm going to try to keep doing it. Okay. <laughs> this is a lot of... Do you want to know what it is? <laughs> sure. Okay. Yeah, why don't you share? You want to guess? Um, let's say... Um, nope. <laughs> I was going to say, um, you shampoo. Ah, you're close. <laughs> I cut my hair. You cut your own hair? Cut my own hair. Get it, out of here. It, it's not great. But it's not bad. I would never have My wife, any different. She she touched up the neckline and a couple spots in the back. You cut your own hair. Yeah. So, so I did that a few times in high school. I it, remember. It was you a botch that. job. <laughs> so I'm really <laughs> impressed. Okay, so I watched a couple of videos. I get there's a guy in our church who does it, cuts his own hair, and it always looks pretty good. And like, he doesn't have a buzz cut? Nope. <laughs> if he's bald, that's <laughs> not that impressive. <laughs> well, Jimmy actually cuts his own hair too, but Jimmy like just yeah, buzzes his hair. Uh-huh. Um no, so I was like, man, I I'm always like letting my hair grow out too long because I don't want to get paid to get it cut. Oh, yeah. And I'm waiting on my wife to cut it. Yep. And she does a good job. It's just like it takes a long time. Yeah. 
So then it's like, who's watching the kids? Are the kids going to be a bet? It's a weird thing. That's right? it. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. So I was like, if I can just do this myself, I can keep my hair like trimmed up where I want it. I could save her the time, save us the money. Like a haircut's like putting on almost 20 bucks by oh, the time you do a tip. So, and that's in Mount Vernon. You know, yeah. we're not high end folk there. But 20 bucks is 20 bucks. That's so it. I'm like, I'm just going to try it. And I tried it, and um, I need to work on getting a better mirror, I think. But all in all, it, I mean, you tell me. I, I would have thought that either Candace or a professional did it. There you go. Looks great. Well done. Thanks. That's what I need. That's what I came here for today was some <laughs> approval, some affirmation. That was your first time cutting your own hair? Uh, like the whole thing. Like yeah. I've cut it like a little bit here and there. And you but... trimmed up the top with scissors and all that? So I watched the video, listeners. I know your love. You just love to hear this. This is why they tune in. But the guy uses clippers, and one guy scissor cut top, but the other guy just used clippers on the top. But he went, he just combed his hair out the way it normally is, and then he just put brought the clippers the like along the grain, if you will, or the way the hair laid. And so you're you're thinning it out, but you're not like chopping it. Yeah. And then down the front, he just like blunt cut it because he pulls it to the side yeah so i did that and then i just cut the side like right how i kind of like it and he's right. a little bit better but for the most part like that worked out it sure did it looks I great mean, it took a little bit Can't of time take my eyes off of it okay <laughs> um anyway that's that was that was something i did yesterday for the first time we'll see how it goes good for you man well, well done that'll save you loads of money and time and time yeah Yes. Both and. I like saving. That's excellent. Yeah. But you have the same conundrum at our house. Yeah. Like, it's not going to happen until the kids go down. Yeah. And by then, it's like, ah, it's been a long day. Like, yeah. can we try to do this tomorrow? And I know. And then tomorrow turns Something comes up week. tomorrow. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And then my hair's like shaggy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm frustrated. Well, man, I'm sure, I'm sure that's going to help with your work-life balance. Well, Rob, I think it will. Yeah. And that's something, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. You know, I'm I've glad you thinking, used that phrase, Rob. I've been thinking about that. Um, no, but I want to talk about this today, just kind of work in general. Okay. And we've we've touched on these this before, so some of this might be redundant. But I feel like in our culture in America, especially the Midwest, we're very much working people. Like, it's good to work, work a lot. Uh, but in general, like, what's it mean to work hard? Honor the Lord, provide for your family, and also spend time with your family and spend yeah. time with your friends. And there's a tension that I feel, I've mentioned this before, of like, man, I'm not spending enough time working, or or um, I may have spent plenty of time working, but I know there's still more work to do, I should go do that. Right. Um, so yeah, like, we're, we're in a unique situation, not unique situation, but we're both in our 30s, have little kids. Growing families, the demands of like adulthood and I was gonna say career, but like uh, jobs yeah, that yeah. you know we want to do well in and all all those things. Um, and what's it look like to honor the Lord again with your with your work, honor the Lord with how you spend time with your family and your kids? So that's it's broad, but I'm kind of tossing that up to you um, as you think about a couple verses. Colossians 3, whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord, not yep. for men. Yep. Same thing, First Corinthians, very similar. Um, Ephesians 4 talks about, you know, don't steal, 
but it's labor, doing yep. honest work with our hands, um, those kinds of things. No, that's good. I'm actually trying to find something here. So keep, so, keep talking. So there's, there are, I found this out, 859 Bible passages that relate to work. So it's a, you know, it's a lot. There's it's a, a decent lot amount. There's what, this verse in Proverbs, which I thought might be kind of fitting for you and I, as we're recording a podcast. Yeah, there you go. It says, in all toil there is profit, but mere talk tends only to poverty. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh I feel that on the podcast. I was gonna say our podcast bank account now is empty, so yeah. yeah. But just yeah, so I think a lot of guys who they want to do work hard at work, they want to do well. And then they feel the demands of being home and their kids are growing up quickly and yep. you know then then the kids get into like activities of sports and they're gone two, three times a week doing that for each kid and Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so we're very much in that and trying to navigate that. I guess that's kind of what I wanted to kick around for a few minutes. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting because I feel like us as a as Midwesterners in general, we've talked about this before. Yeah. We just do a really bad job of resting. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so it, we wear like, hey, I've worked fifty hours, sixty hours, seventy hours this week as a as a badge of of honor, mm-hmm. and it we end up not resting the way that we we should. And I was reading. Um. Ligonier's Table Talk. Today's mm-hmm. episode is brought to you by Ligonier. If you haven't already... <laughs> is it really? No, I wish. Um, but they, they do this... R.C. Sproul, if you're listening, <clears throat> and we know you're not. <laughs> <laughs> and they do, they do this uh, this monthly magazine, yeah, which great. is called Table Talk, which is great. I mean, yeah. it's got a daily devotional in there. It's mm-hmm. also got other theological articles. It's really yeah. great. And so I was reading one on um, the Sabbath, and it said, everyone's a Sabbatarian. And yes. yeah. provoc- nice provocative title. Right. Um, and so I was like, I want to read this. And so I'm reading it, and the guy pointed out, he said, we were in the garden. We were created. So we were created to rest. We see mm-hmm. this in um, Exodus with the Ten Commandments, mm-hmm. where it talks about the Fourth Commandment um, on the Sabbath. And with that, in Exodus, it points back to creation. So it says, hey, in creation, like you're made to rest, so therefore rest on the Sabbath. Uh, the Lord God, he rested mm-hmm. on the seventh day. And then in, when it's restated in Deuteronomy, it points back to the Exodus. And then we see it again in, in Hebrews. Um, Hebrews 4, 9 is what I was looking up. And it says, so then there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. Right. Yeah. So there's this future aspect of it as well. And so the, the author, I can't remember his name right now, but he pointed out, he said, rest has, is tied to creation redemption mm-hmm. and consummation creation god rested on the mm-hmm. seventh day redemption god redeemed his people from slavery in the exodus mm-hmm. and then there's a future sabbath rest waiting for all of god's people and i thought wow that's that's fascinating i need to do a better job at resting because yeah this yeah. is this is a a society that just mm-hmm. does not value rest unless it's to Tell everyone about your rest. <laughs> Instagram that. Yeah, exactly. Which is not yeah. that restful. Right. You know no, what I mean? Like no, no, people no. go on vacation, they feel the obligation to take yes. a bunch of pictures and yeah. post them. I'm not against taking pictures. Like, do, do your thing, whatever. But there's there's an obligation. You hear that, listeners? Well, like if I don't... a universalist. Yeah. <laughs> do your thing, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like, if, if I don't take a picture of this, that, did it really happen? Right, right. And it takes away from our rest. Yeah. yeah. And so I just thought that was very good and i need yes. to do a better job of resting and having that work-life balance yeah i think there's the reasons we don't rest are many 
But one, and this is like a legitimate, it doesn't mean it's right, but it's very understandable. Like we're just anxious about, do we have enough resources? Do we have enough money to make ends meet? Are things working out? You know, do uh, we save enough for the, the kids' college or for braces or whatever? Right. And um, in Psalm 127, verse 2, it says, It is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. Hmm. Then in Philippians 4, 6, and 7, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And there's, I mean, that's all kinds of spiritual implications there. Right. But there's a practical reality, and I would say, I don't know how you can say, I trust the Lord with my sal- the salvation of my soul, but yet I don't trust him with the, the physical goods around me. Right. You know, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, the Lord's gracious and he's working on us. But there's an element of you're, you're resting. You're not, what you have, you're, you're trying to be a good steward with what you have. And sometimes there might be a season where you have to work a lot of extra hours to yeah. make ends meet or get out of a situation. But you're not doing those things to kind of just buy a lifestyle that you think you have to have. And that's the difference. Right. So I think when you think about rest, it takes a lot of intentionality to rest well. And Candace and I were talking about like Sunday gatherings of the church. It takes a lot of effort to put that together. Yeah. From me and then a lot of other people. So no one's like resting. That's not um just chill time. It takes a lot of effort. Yeah. But but in that serving the bride there is an element of, I think, of rest, and that we're no longer pursuing and toiling for just finances and money, but we're being intentional to, to serve one another, to gather together, to remind ourselves of the goodness of the gospel and Jesus Christ. And there's um, this discipline, spiritual discipline of gathering the body that we do on the Lord's Day that is restful. Yeah. Now, there's a lot of ways that that can become unrestful. Yep. Doing too much, unnecessary, those kinds of things, and people. It's a whole other thing right? that I don't necessarily want to get into right now, but it takes intentionality to be restful. Yeah, well, if you think about it, um, I mean, Jesus says in Matthew 11, uh, come to me all who are, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. That's right. If you, if you go to Jesus, you will receive rest. And then um, Exodus, we see this in the Old Testament, and he said, my presence will go with you, mm-hmm. and I will give you rest. That's Exodus 33. So, like, there's... There's this inherent aspect mm-hmm. of if you are in Christ, you will receive rest. Right, right. And yes, that's the the rest from earning your salvation. That's the rest from um, toiling and thinking mm-hmm. that uh, your work is going to justify you. Like the, right. Yes, but there's also a, a physical aspect of, hey, you should be able to rest and trust that the Lord will continue to provide. Yes. And, I, and I'm saying that like I, I don't do that well. <laughs> So, so that, I guess that's what, kind of something I want to touch on for a few minutes is like, what do you, what does doing that well look like in your, just as we think about this? And the other thing I think is a good observation is the Lord gives us one day. Yeah. You know, we, we live in a weekend culture, Yep. which I'm happy for everyone to have two days off from their work. That's fine. But I don't think it means, oh, I have two days to like chill out and do nothing. Yeah. Like we're still called to be intentional and work hard. I would say on one one of those days. Well, typically, you know, there's probably chores, there's stuff around your house. There's just 
work that needs done, and then having a day to say, I'm not doing those things on this day because I am trying to be restful. Yeah. I was just reading an article about, um, it was saying parents just go to church. Mm. And this guy was talking about how he hears people talk about how they're reading this family devotion book or they're trying to do family worship or they're trying to do catechisms. And he's like, all those things are great. Like, those are amazing. But the most important thing you're going to do mm. as parents is take your kids to church mm. and show them that that's your priority. And mm. it is one of those things where, like, the Lord has given us a day, yeah. the Lord's day, the yeah. first day of the week, to prioritize Him yeah. above all else, which we, we should do throughout all days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there's a, an action-oriented ori- mm-hmm. aspect with it where I am going to show that I'm giving the first fruits of my week uh, first fruits of my day, typically in the Lord's gather, the Lord's day gathering is in the morning, um, yeah. and, and I'm going to gather with God's people to show like this is the primary, most important part of my week. Yeah. I want to start my week off the right way, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and when done well, it's meant to give us rest. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of us see it as not restful, either yeah. because we're part of the people who kind of make it happen. We're setting out mm-hmm. chairs, or we're opening up and making coffee, things like that. We have to get up a little bit earlier than we otherwise would have liked to. We could have gotten more physical rest if we yeah. didn't go to church. Yeah. Um, but also because the way that our culture has turned church into, it's been been turned into a production yeah. where, yeah. hey, this everything's got to go right. We've got to do start exactly on time. We've got to make sure that the transitions are smooth and make sure, like, and those things are, are worth, Right. Considering, like, I'm not yeah, saying yeah. don't be punctual. I'm not saying that don't do things well, but we've taken a, a gathering that's meant to be about rest in the Lord Jesus mm-hmm. Christ and right, turned it right. into an event. Yes, yes. That has to be done to a certain level so that yeah, um, we start to have more anxiety about doing mm-hmm. it at that specific level. Right. Yeah. So it becomes unrestful. Yes. That's a good point. So, do you feel like, as far as with your family, your kids, your wife? I mean, how do you, how do you want to do, to be better at that or rest better? So something that we've been trying to do. Yeah. Um, Danielle actually, she's calling me right now. Um, she heard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, is, is on Sunday trying to make meals as easy as possible. Mm-hmm. So on it was Saturday, and Danielle's like, "Well, um, we can do leftovers tonight, or we can do leftovers tomorrow." Mm-hmm. And I said. Let, let's do the leftovers tomorrow so that yeah. we can we can rest so it's easier um try try to use paper plates and set up and yeah. some plasticware so that there's just not dishes things like that like do whatever we can to make sunday a restful day even if that means you have cereal for dinner yeah. like try to make it a restful day so that you're not burdened with all of the unnecessary tasks that could be done at any other time yeah. throughout the week yeah. so okay. No, it's good. That's that's a really practical thing, but yeah, I think it's I think it's hard. Um, and this is where you and I have a unique. Um, most pastors, not all pastors, because they don't all do this, but pastors have the option generally to take a weekday as their day off. Right. And I I always feel I, I'm very much appreciative. I take Mondays off. I plan on doing that as yeah. long as I can. But you do feel attention for. For people who, who work Monday through Friday, they have Saturday, Sunday as their weekend, and both those days, just because it's the weekend, 
fill up so quickly with social obligations. Right. Get-togethers, family reunions, if people still do that, birthday parties, weddings, good things. Yeah. Like things we want to be a part of, you know, mm-hmm. especially as Christians, being around other believers or being around non-believers, like all things we need to prioritize. But they can quickly be eaten up with those things. Yeah. And then they're left with very little time to head back into the, the work week with like resting and time to, to relax and those kinds of things. But yeah, I, I think that what I would say is it just takes a lot of intentionality to set apart certain, could be evenings or parts of Saturday or Sunday or after, I mean, Sunday mornings, you should gather with the church if your church gathers in the morning. Um, and Sunday evening if you can, or parts half of Saturday to, to really like disengage with your phone and probably hopefully like even TV and those things and, and be more contemplative, read, mm-hmm. pray, right. do that with your family if you can. Um, and, and we're saying these things like we're doing all these things and we're, we're not perfect at, the, at this. But these are just some ways about man, be intentional to work hard and then rest well. Yeah. Because at the end of the, end of the day, like you're, by God's grace, if you're a believer, you will, you will die and you'll go to heaven. Yeah. And the days you have on earth to pour into your family and to rest and to just enjoy the goodness of the Lord are, are few. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good. All right. You, uh, you also wanted to talk about seasons. Yes. I just want to talk about adding kids. But we can oh, yeah. You can that. do that too. No, we can throw no, that No, I just want to talk to Rob a bit about this because kids are a blessing. Genesis I would agree. 128 tells us yeah. to be fruitful and multiply. Psalm 127. Yep. Arrows. Children are a heritage from the Lord, fruit of the womb, reward like arrows in the hand of a warrior. Whew. Rob, the warrior. Warrior Rob. It's a bit of a tongue twister for me. Mm. Um, yeah, you guys just had your third kid uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. two months ago, three months ago? Three. Three months ago. And um, again, being in the phase of life we're in, because that's where we're at, having kids, having more kids. It can be a challenge, and I feel like sometimes people are hesitant to have kids or have more kids because they're like, oh, goodness, I just don't know how we would ever do this. Right. There's no way we could do this. Um, how's it going, adding a, a, the third kid? This has been the easiest transition so far, um, okay. going from two to three. Yeah. Zero to one was hard because you, you just – people say you don't realize how selfish you are until you get married. Very true. Um <laughs> People yes. have also said you don't realize how selfish you are until you have kids. Mm. I think that one's more dramatic. I would agree. Yeah. Because you can do all the fun things you want with, with your spouse. Hey, you want to go on a weekend trip? Yeah, we can do that. Hey, you want to yeah. go, I don't know, go for a walk? Yeah, we can do that. Like With a child, <laughs> you just feed it, change, <laughs> change diapers. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You know they, what I mean? Like they scream. It is entirely selfless activity. Yes. Like There comes a point where you can start having conversations where... You start, yeah. but like for the first few months, like yeah, first couple, yeah. I mean, he he barely notices that we're there. You know, I mean, he'll <laughs> smile and he smiles a lot. <laughs> like, but he's he like, he doesn't even do anything. <laughs> <laughs> but, but seriously, yet it's still a joy. Yeah. Yes, and yes. It's, it's been it's been like, and I don't yeah. say that in the cheesy way. We've talked about this before. Like, right. I'm not I'm not saying that just to say that. Like, I, I Rob really thrilled. loves his kids. Okay, I, honestly, is there someone who doubts that? No, I'm okay. just I'm just saying it's 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 really easy and popular in our day to be like, oh man, kids are kids are rough. Like, but I love them, you know. Like, yeah, don't know. Wouldn't, what I, wouldn't don't change know a I, thing. <laughs> like, I used to work with guys who'd be like, you know, I love my kids. 
I just don't know if I'd do it again. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what <laughs> statement is that? Seriously. Like, it's probably exactly how your parents felt about you. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know if I did or not, but I just. 100 uh, times out of 100, yeah. I would want kids. I would say 1,000 times in 1,000, I would want kids. Yeah, I would say 10,000. <laughs> so, so we love our children. Yeah. So it's been great. Yeah. Sure. Uh, like anything else, there's, yes. there's um, difficulties. But, but here's the thing like, Christians are called to lay themselves their their desires mm-hmm. and be selfless. Yeah, look to the interests of others, yes. as our Lord did for us. Like, right. if if the Lord did not want children, yeah, then we would be in not a, here. <laughs> well, well, I'm not talking about like no. his fatherly aspect of just creation. I'm talking about those who call in the name of Christ have the privilege of being called children of God. Uh-huh. And so when people say child of God, that, that only refers to people who are in Christ. If you're not in Christ, you're not a child yeah. of God. You're a creation of God, but you're not yeah. a child of God. Mm-hmm. And God could have said, you know, I don't want kids. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> You're right. You're and so right. We would be screwed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? uh, okay. And to, yeah. and to acquire kids, yeah. it was a great price to him. Yes. yes. He sent his son, and his son bore our, wo- our wounds. He mm. carried our griefs. Like, he yeah. died the death that we should have died on a cross, mm-hmm. and it was a brutal death, and then he bore God's wrath on our behalf. He drank yeah. the cup. Like, those things are, are weighty things, yeah. and I'm very grateful that yeah. that he was willing to do that. Um, and so, yeah, it gets difficult, yeah. but at the same so, time... So, like, I'm, for adding kids is difficult. What do you feel like you've had to, like, sacrifice? Oh, the, the biggest thing anytime with, with kids is, is time. Yeah. Time like for I just, yourself. Yeah, I don't have life. nearly as much time to myself. I don't have nearly as much yeah. time to hang out with friends, mm-hmm. um, to go on little weekend trips, things like that. Like, yeah, and and it, it's weird. Like, I'm not saying that life is at all worse because of that. Like, right. But watching this child grow and watching this child um, enjoy my company, even though he barely understands what's going on, right. Like that is far more enjoyable to me, and mm-hmm. I'm very grateful for that than any of the other things that I could have done without him. So that that is part of the answer, but the, to the question I'm going to ask, but just encouragement for people who are have start starting to have kids. I mean, obviously, if you have three kids, like or two kids or a kid, you know. But like, still, to those who have one kid or zero children yet. And Lord willing, they do have more children. What would what would be some encouragement you give them? Um, yeah, some encouragement. I mean, the obvious things that it's worth it, but that's like the cheesiest answer too. Like, hey, it's hard, but it's worth it. Um, <laughs> Thanks, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So, some encouragement is that it's just never easy. Yeah. So Finley is our oldest, so we're still. Yeah. I mean, we're still fresh into parenting. We're yeah, no, five, that, less than five years caveat. in. So let's just. Yeah, there's our hardest days may still be ahead of us, but there's a lot of people with older kids just would, nodding. They're saying yes, yeah. yes, it is. Mm-hmm. So, with that said, like things with throughout those age stages of uh, preborn to newborn to where Finley is now, um, almost five. Like each stage has had its own difficulties, and from what I have heard from other parents, so this mm-hmm. isn't this isn't me, this is other parents, is that every stage has its joys and every stage has its difficulties. Yeah. Like you just just accept that. Once you accept that, then it's less overwhelming. You're not looking to the next oh man, well maybe once once she 
gets to seven, like it'll be easier. Or once she gets to thirteen, or once right. once he becomes right. once fifteen, drive or, yeah, like yeah. It, there's always going to be difficulties, and there's always going to be joys, and so just recognize that and mm. um, trust that the Lord will provide you with the energy needed to yeah. to do the work that He's entrusted to you, and view it as Psalm one twenty seven. Yeah, like they are a gift. Yes, yeah. Kid, the the Lord's mm-hmm. gift. Yeah. Is children. It could have given you a lot of different things. Yeah, like, like it, it would seem weird um, for someone to say, God, I recognize that's a gift, but I don't want your gift. Mm. You know, like, yeah. like this is, this is, and granted, like some people made the decision, like, so be it, you know, but this truly is a gift. And once you recognize it to be a gift, yeah. then praise God, because you begin, then begin to see all of the mm-hmm. benefits and blessings that yeah. come from that. And just as somebody who would love to see, an impact in yeah. like the things that you do, the things that I do, things that anyone does, we would like to see some results from. Right. And man, some of the greatest ways, some of the most rewarding ways of seeing results from the fruit of your labor is the fact that you can see kids who are growing up in maturity and, and love of the Lord and are beginning to influence others. Yes. In the Lord. Yeah. Like fin- Finley's not even five. Okay. So she yeah. might be saying all these things to just make me happy, which yeah, like it's I, working. That's great. I, I pray, yeah, it, it's working. <laughs> She's making me happy. But I, I pray that her faith becomes her own. Yes. But she will tell me, like, how uh, how excited she is because she found out that somebody loves Jesus. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. holy cow. Like, yeah. she's having that conversation or she's listening for those things yeah. in her conversations. Like, yeah. wow. Yeah. Praise God. Like, that. that's right. awesome. Yes. And so there really is a, a, a lot of reward to it. But I'm sure it's difficult. You're going to find yeah. that. And I'll it, be the first to say it's difficult. And the last. I mean, Rob's at both ends, whatever you need. Hopefully not the last. I think that it. one thing is it, it makes you realize and appreciate your parents. Because you're like, wow, they did go through all this. You yeah. know, like they, right. they're not perfect. I can guarantee you that. Yeah. Um, But it does make you appreciate your parents if you had parents who are decent people at all. <laughs> right, right. But it is also a reminder for those who, who can't have kids. You know, um, like it's there's a brokenness there mm-hmm. because this is a good gift from the Lord. There are people who who just have tried and can't. Yeah, and that's a that's a hard thing. Doesn't mean that they maybe can't adopt or or you know, um, begin well, it, to to, pre- to parent in a way kids that aren't biologically theirs. Well, and that's that's a again another beautiful example. Like we we know people who are unable to at least as yeah. of now they're yeah. unable to to have children. And they're pursuing adoption. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, praise God. Yeah. Because that is a beautiful example of the gospel as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like you you go through great length and through great price and great sacrifice yeah. to bring a child yes. that previously was not in your family yes. and could have stayed outside of your family, like if yeah. you wouldn't have intervened. Yep. And no one would have thought any worse of you for it. Right. But yet you are going out of your way to bring that child into your into your family to care for that mm-hmm. child, to love for that child, like that, dude. That's a picture of the gospel of what God yeah. has done for us in His Son Jesus. Yeah, there's a, a a couple I know in another church who similar thing. They couldn't, and they started to pursue the adoption process. And uh, family in their church just said, "Hey, we want to have you guys over for dinner. Have them over for dinner." Said, "Hey, we're going to cover the cost of this." Unbelievable. Man. I mean, tens of thousands of dollars. We're just going to cover the cost of that. Like. Jaw dropping generosity. Wow. Because they believe in this. Wow. 
Ohio. That we are to parent. Even though we can't parent maybe our own kids, that we can adopt in and love, like you're saying, give them a family they didn't have. And if you're a young, especially a younger couple, especially in ministry, like you probably don't have a ton of cash just to throw, and it's expensive. I mean, right. you can always, there's lots of other options as far as foster care and stuff, but man, what, what an amazing testimony to someone who's somehow done very well financially, just to like, yeah, let's give that away. I mean, that's just changing people's lives. So yeah, that's incredible. Praise God for that. But yeah, be encouraged. Oh, I'm saying this to myself. Oh, parent. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I want to talk about seasons. We're in my favorite season. We're in fall. Fall's wonderful. It is wonderful. Mine as well. Some of the favorite seasons for most people, I think. But it's changing. Today, at least where we live, is the last, like, really, like, kind of still. It's fall, beautiful out, but it's not really cold. Is it supposed to be cold tomorrow? Yeah. How cold? Well, I think... It's like today's like mid seventies. Yeah, I know, which I was a little bummed about. Okay. I like it when it's like between fifty and okay. Well, 65. you're gonna be happy because we're heading that way. Oh, good. But but I like like fall winter. You can still, you don't need a jacket. But yeah. we're heading into fall, which is good. Yep. Because it's a season, and this kind of ties in with the work thing. But we are we're rhythmic. The Lord has oh, made yeah. His creation in rhythm. There's seasons. Seasons come and go. Um, Ecclesiastes three, this famous passage for. Everything, everything, there is a season, a time for every matter under heaven, time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down, a time to build up, time to weave and a time to laugh, time to mourn, time to dance, goes on. Uh, Daniel chapter 2 says, speaking of the Lord, he changes times and seasons. He removes kings and sets up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. There's he, the Lord is operating these things. Yeah. So in this kind of idea of seasons and the Lord setting his creation in rhythm, I think he sets us in rhythm. I think we're supposed to be in kind of this rhythm, talking about work and rest and those kinds of things. Um, life is done in seasons. There's seasons of parenting. Each kid goes through seasons. Yep, yep. But I feel like culturally... Maybe it's because of the Industrial Revolution. I don't know. The IR. The, dar- the darn British. As I like to call it. Um, but, like, we do seasons as far as, like, administrative things. Like, our physical year is coming to an end. Mm, Get yeah. all the counting done. Or we have, this is a big push, Christmas is coming, this is our bu- busy season to get all the stuff out. Yep. Or, you know, but as far as us, we don't give ourselves... Um, we just don't think this way. Like, man, we've just, you know, this has been a, we'll say like, oh, it's been a hard season, but it's like reflective. But we kind of hold this standard for ourselves of like, I need to be the same way all the time, no matter what the season. Right. And I, and I don't want to, what I'm not saying is there's times where you can be less faithful and more faithful. It's okay to not be in the word. It's just that kind of season. Oh, mm. it's a season you're in the Bible and you're praying more. That's great. Like we should be pursuing those things but I feel like if we can begin to think through the lens of seasons, spiritually and emotionally, and just with our family kind of rhythms, there's some grace there that we would find, and hopefully some some rest. Yeah. Do you think, I mean, what do you think about the idea of like seasons or seasonal um, desires and emotions and 
Yeah, so I I, I like I'm Have a you huge. Notice this in your life? Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of of the seasons. And I'm a some, season some, guy. Some people are like, I just wish it was hot all the time. Like I'm, I can't wait to move south. And I, I'm talking about not just the weather. I I, oh, okay. I picked up on that. Thanks. <laughs> but like, there's um, yeah, th- there's an aspect where the Lord has made us seasonal, so to speak. <laughs> We're seasonal. We're products. here for a minute. Yeah, go on the next. Exactly. But we are though. That's true. <laughs> and so, um, one of the things that I do like about it is that it almost feels like a consistent annual opportunity to, um, like pause, yeah, reset. What, like, how am I? Um, and I'm talking about weather seasons here. Yes. How am I? Which do tie in a lot. I would say to all exactly. That other stuff. How am I living right now? Like yeah. last fall, yeah. Yeah. this is what was going on. And then you, you get to winter and Christmas and things like that. You start thinking, well, last winter, this is what was going on. Like, and you can start to think of your year, not just as a full year, but as mm-hmm. how did I do in this season last yeah. time? Yeah, yeah. And so it serves really well right. as a um, reminder to look back and to see some of the graces that God has given you yes. in from that last season to this mm-hmm. season, mm-hmm. from how things were going the last time you entered this season to things are going how you're entering this season yeah like yeah. praise god for that i think it's a, a really great thing um in terms of like spiritual mm-hmm. seasons which yeah. kind of you, what you're talking about yeah. those ones i feel like are tougher because you they're not as rhythmic in that mm-hmm. it's we use that term season yeah. like yeah this is a tough season like one of the four <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. it's not like um yeah every august is when i go through my tough season yeah you know yeah. i'm just entering the tough season i know this is coming it'd be nice if if that was the case, but we don't know these right. like these spiritual seasons when they're going to start, when they're going to end, and that forces us to trust the Lord more. Which praise God, uh, but yeah, I, like recently yeah. we've been to use the terminology in a very sweet season mm. where like but Danielle's family, my family, like, we've experienced some difficult things. Yeah, but the Lord has just spared us from a lot of that the last few years and the lord's been very kind to us um yeah the last five years with, with kids and we're seeing the joys of that and yeah. our kids have been healthy praise god um like we've had relatively yeah. good health like yeah. the lord's just been very kind and um very sweet and we recognize okay this this is a really sweet season we want to enjoy it yes um yeah i think it's important to acknowledge that I, what i was going to say is um Sometimes you don't like the the emotional spiritual s- seasons. Like you don't know until you're kind of in it, like midway into it. Like man, this is a really tough season. Right. Um. You know, there's there are people who, a lot of people. I mean, you've you've lost significant loved ones, a parent or a child, or something really tragic has happened. So around that calendar date, those are hard weeks. Um. I remember for about four years, every spring was extremely difficult spiritually. Really. Yeah. And I. I don't really know why. I just noticed it about two years in, two and a half, three years in, because I was like, third spring, I'm like, wow, this is something. And then for two more years, and then um, it kind of stopped. And, I, you know, just significant things would happen that were really difficult. And I don't know why. And yeah. not that there weren't significant things other parts of the year, but I just specifically remember those things. Um, but, yeah, it is a, it is a thing about kind of being – we're going to sound Eastern religion here, but being in tune with like, where am I at with the Lord? Where's mm-hmm. my heart? You know, because as we we're saying, like seasonally, we're heading into winter. Dark, it's gray, it's cold. If there's nothing to do outside that's fun, really, 
after Christmas, like those are just hard months for a lot of people. Right. And kind of being aware of that and aware of that for yourself. And then, and this is kind of the point I think I'm trying to get to is being proactive. Like, okay. So, so winter is hard. Like I've been thinking about this the last few days. Like, yeah. I'm going to be kind of glum when the, the gray days are here. What do I do about that? Yeah. What I want to do is install a fireplace in my house, but I can't do that. <laughs> I have high hopes for that. So you're just going to get a fake one. That would, I feel like that would just would depress me more. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, you know, like summertime's a really, really busy time for a lot of families. Yeah. How do you, how are you preparing for, for that? Or, you know, again, this time of the calendar, it's really difficult for X, Y, and Z reasons. And how do we make sure we're in tune with that? And I feel like as people, you know, the seasons around us, talking about the weather, you know, there was a time it was warm, we'd plant, rain, you know, harvest, winter, like those seasons forced you to respond a certain way. Yeah. And most of that is gone now. And just because right. we have air conditioning and we have yeah. heat and we have cars, all those things. But like, how do I, how do I be intentional to, to just be aware of my own heart and like, you know, I'm in a, I'm in a sweet season. Praise yeah. God for that. Let's let's praise God for that. Mm-hmm. Let's expect God to give us more sweet seasons. Yeah. But know there's gonna be hard seasons, and being um, just aware of what the Lord's doing because I think He has He's created us to be rhythmic. So yeah, it's just working a ton right now. Okay, that's great. That has, you have to do that. But are you planning to rest soon? Are you planning to? head into a season of, of more intentional time with your family and those kinds of things. Um, yeah, so those are my thoughts. It was interesting, you know, we, we, we get caught up in these things and, you know, the anxieties about work and family and, and career and kids and the kids healthy. I mean, our kids are sick like every third day, Dude, you I, know? I know what you mean. And so it's like, that's frustrating, frustrating in and of itself. And, right. And you're just, you feel the tension there. But, I mean, the Lord... He's the Lord of all things, and He's set the seasons, and we can trust that. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. I uh, I'm thrilled that it's fall. That's my favorite I season. Know. You got any big plans? Uh, we're supposed to go to Louisville next week. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Just get away. Just uh, to... no, just a, a visit to Southern. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cool. But who knows what'll? You gonna see Rex? I, I'm hoping. I'm, I gotta reach out to him. Uh, but yeah, I mean. Love the fall. I, I am very excited for winter. I'm one of the few people yes. who really likes winter, as long as there's a decent amount of snow. Yeah. Especially in December. So this is the fascinating thing about Rob, is he hates being cold. Yeah. But he loves wet, gray, wet, cold weather. Yeah, I like the rain. Yeah. I, I like the winter. I like the fall. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of that is, yeah. be, and, and this is us talking with Danielle about this, I think in the colder months, I can wear warmer clothes and and intentionally be warm and if i get if i wore like too many then i can shed a layer yeah whereas in the summer like if i wear shorts and a Mm t-shirt and go into panera and they're and they're bumping the ac then like doggone it i'm I'm freezing yeah i hate being cold and so this past summer i literally carried a light jacket with me in my backpack everywhere i went (laughs) and so rob always the uh pragmatist i appreciate that. that's it yep super pragmatic that's it that's interesting though but yeah in i those, see a sweatshirt up there uh, there's a sweatshirt cold. up there that's right and so in the winter months it's like hey i've got warm clothes yeah. that i can wear yeah and if i misjudge and i dress too warm i can shed a layer yeah hopefully i don't dress too cold mm. but yeah 
But you have said in the past you want to move south. I wouldn't be opposed to that idea, but I'm I have no like plans to move south. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Well, yeah. I could also move like I would love I love the idea of living in New England. And I just Especially in the fall, man. Every fall I want to live in New <laughs> I England. Know. Dude. I'll say yeah. Amen. Yes and amen. Like be by the water, see the beautiful foliage, like Heck all the yeah. old buildings. Like I, yes. I have no desire to move west. There's none. I have a lot a lot of desire for that too. But, but in, in the upper northeast, like there's yeah. all these old buildings, like that architecture, yeah. like oh I I love that kind of stuff. So you said in the last ep. Maybe you didn't say this. You said <laughs> I really want to move west. <laughs> I when I think about planting a church again, yeah, I always think about New England. Doesn't mean like that'd be the place. But I'm like, I don't remember saying that, man. Well, no, no, you're saying. I think you were saying I don't know if I would ever want to plant again. Oh yeah, I have no desire um, to plant again. But I think about like there's just a huge need in New England. It's a tough, tough <laughs> massive place. need. <laughs> um, but it's just beautiful. It is it's gorgeous. Very much so. So yeah, love the idea of. Living in New England too. So whether there or south, I mean, maybe you've got their benefits, but I'd probably go to New England before I'd go south. But that's me. Yeah, I have yeah. to take my wife into account, and there's absolutely no way she would move anywhere colder. We have, we have some friends who we actually all went to church together way back in the day who moved up to Maine. Wow. Because they love the winter. Yeah. And they just love it up there. Yeah. They're happy. So happy as a clam. Yeah, that's what they say. Like clam chowder. <laughs> All right. Um, well, yeah. anything else? That's it. All right. Well, if you want to learn more about us, head over to simpletheology.org. And you can also request some topics if you want to throw yes. some out there. We received one, but um, it's going <laughs> to... I mean, we received several. I but, like how we plug that. Please send us topics. Yeah. We won't talk about them, but send them. Yeah, we, well, <laughs> we received several, but we recently received one uh, that will take some study. So I sent that over to you. We'll have to look yeah, I think we sent that no, we didn't say that before. Did we say that before? Has it been around for a while? This, it's about just so the listener knows, we're working on it. It's about Eastern, the Eastern Orthodox Church. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know so. a ton about them off the top of my head. I think we've talked about it a little bit, but not yeah, a lot. I mean, it depends on how deep you want to go. But like, I could, I couldn't give super strong arguments, um, like off the top of my head, yeah. other than. So you're thinking about going Eastern Orthodox? No, like so. Just a quick, we'll just dabble. Here we go. Oh boy! Where are we at time wise? I was about to close this app. Uh, I'm not. I'm just for saying this, Eastern ahead, Orthodoxy and the Roman Catholic Church, which they weren't quite that then split, right? The schism of 1054 or something, right? Okay. And that was Eastern Orthodox was in Constantinople, the Church in Rome. They were differing over doctrine. They split. This is 500 years before the Reformation, okay. and the Eastern Orthodox Church they don't have a pope. Um, they are more in line, we would say, with Scripture, but they... We than would, Roman Catholics. Than Roman Catholics, thank you. Very good qualification. Yes. But they, we would disagree on the, the sacraments with them. We would disagree um, on parts of church history with them. We would definitely disagree with... And you can see this, the function of the church. Like, the Roman Catholic Church just took over. Like big time the eastern orthodox church has not um and part of that's just the economics of the regions as well but not ne- well maybe next episode but soon we will cover this question this listener sent in about um why we're not eastern orthodox yeah. and what we think about it there you go so, all right so there's a sneak peek there you go 
you want to send in any topics yourself, go over to simplytheology.org. Peace. Peace.